Hey guys, have you checked out 336 Daily? Did you know that sometimes, in fact, pretty often, I've been recording it in my car while driving to different job sites? That's how easy Anchor is to make podcasts. With Anchor, you can record your podcast and edit your podcast and upload your podcast all in the Anchor app, and then it makes sure it goes after iTunes and Spotify and wherever you need to put it. It, they take care of everything, distribution. They help you with advertising and getting in commercials. Check out the Anchor app. Go to the App Store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out. For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk. Today on the show, sure, yesterday was a tough loss. But when you have one of the best young players in the game and one of the best young pitchers in the game, you can't hold this team down for long. Sure, there are some question marks in the bullpen, but this is the best lineup we've seen in a while in all of baseball. Arguably the best lineup that any team has in baseball, maybe in the past 10 years. And despite the loss yesterday, we still have an eight and a half game lead in the NL East. So don't worry. National fans, we are in the driver's seat. And since we are going to win the division, foregone conclusion, uh, we really have to focus and talk about starting rotation and lineup for the World are, Series. Are, are you really trying to talk Nationals? Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. I, th- I thought maybe I could pull a fast one, just have this turn into like a Nationals podcast because they're actually a good baseball team. But fine. Today on the show, we'll talk about the Orioles. it up <laughs> ladies and gentlemen boys and girls baltimore sports fans of all ages welcome to section 336 the next generation of baltimore sports talk i am your endearing stuttering host matt Soroka. as always just in the nick of time i'm joined by the zany burt roadie i made it what up 336ers and the button lever josh Soroka. pull up the bulldozer that's the equivalent of everyone going out now saying trade manny right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's something that you're really frustrated in the third inning when the Orioles are losing by five runs and you tweet it out. Yeah. But then, like, the next day you realize, okay, that was – nobody wants to trade Manny at this point. That's The, the weird part is there's a lot of people that do. I don't think they really do. No, if, if that discussion right now is the – no team in the history of baseball who thought they were going to compete decided in May – in May, 
we thought we were going to be competitive, but right. clearly we're not. So we're throwing the towel. And I'm going to say something that's going to upset a lot of Orioles fans. I like where we're just jumping right in. This is going to upset a lot of people. But if the playoffs started today, the Orioles would be the second wild card. And I know <laughs> nobody wants to hear that, right? No one wants, no, we suck. We can't win a game. What are you talking about? Playoffs. We, we, we don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And I agree with all that. But if the playoffs start today, we would be the second wild card. And trade Manny? No. No. I, I could make an argument even if we were, even in July when we're not in it, to not trade Manny. But that discussion doesn't even happen until July. So everyone shut up. Let's see what happens. And in July, we have that conversation. And I don't, I don't even think, I don't think you ever have that conversation. Because I think that this team cannot afford to not re-sign Manny. I think I think you do major issues with the fans that you've rebuilt after the, all after the the generation of losing yeah. if you let Manny go. Yeah, and I think the numbers we talked about this before. The numbers work with losing Hardy and Jimenez and some other guys yeah. to sign him. Yeah, we're gonna have to bring that up again in a few yeah. weeks and, yeah. and and enlighten everyone again that it is possible to afford Manny Machado. Yeah, isn't this about the time of year where everyone starts reminding us how many? Five six game losing streaks. The eighty three Orioles, <laughs> right? Wasn't it? Wasn't still it, won the World Series. Right. Wasn't it like two seven game losing streaks yeah, or it was something? something like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I was just looking over here at my predictions. All of our predictions for the month of May, after an astounding April, right. I had predicted a May of nineteen and ten. But at this point, right now, we only have ten wins in the month of May. Yeah, what's and a- if we lose these three to the Yankees, it'll be. A, actual reverse of my 19 and 10 that i predicted right. it would actually be 10 and 19 which is not good now what makes it awesome but if we win all three i'll be pretty close to my 14 and 15 you would yeah. and you know what that's what what makes baseball great is the 162 games yeah. that it's not like football where every game you could screw you you the, every game counts but you can afford this stuff unfortunately the Orioles had such a good April, and they took this nice, great lead. Unfortunately, they blew it all in May. Yeah, and, and Buck Showalter talks about this all the time. You're, you're not going to fool anybody in a 162 game season. You're not going to make the playoffs. And like, it's still unbelievable to me that in 2012, a lot of people said the Orioles were lucky. You can't be lucky over the course of 162 games to make the playoffs. No. You have to be good. And so we'll find out over the course of this season if if the Orioles are good or not. We still don't know. I don't know. I, you could take like an 86-87 win team, coke, you know, sneak in there in the second wild card and then get hot in the playoffs. Yeah. And and the teams that are that were legitimately better during the entire 162 game season get eliminated because they they endured a little uh Right, Slide right. right. Once but you get I, to the playoffs, but I would still argue that if you win eighty-seven games, you're pretty good. You're a pretty good team. You're right? okay. And then in the playoffs, and this is and this is where why this is where I sometimes disagree with other world fans, where they want to create like the ultimate team. And if this team is only good enough to win the wild card, which I think you could argue this team is good enough to win the wild right. card, but not good enough to win the division, well then we should blow it up and start over. Where my thing is just get into the playoffs as many times as possible, and even and hope you get lucky, right? right. Hope, and, hope a certain guy gets and hot. And even in the playoffs, outside of the one game wild card, they're all long series, so you really have to define that you are better than that team that you're facing. Yeah, it's not a lucky night. So the Orioles have been struggling. They've been they're in bad luck too. I mean, if you're seven, talking about luck, seven straight losses. How how many of those are luck? Six, six. What did we have? Six straight one run losses in a row. Ten, uh, uh, two runs or less out of the twelve, I think. Yeah, but how so, how can you chalk that up to luck? Well, I mean, it's it's the batters suck. It's it's the it's 
I can talk it off the luck by the amount of balls that they hit in Houston off the fence instead of over the fence. Uh, luck on Manny's hard hits that are going right into gloves. I mean, it, it all it's going to balance out. But Yeah, I mean, you can do that. I'm sure both teams do that all the time. Well, I got hit the ball harder than, than your guy, but we just got unlucky. You know, speaking of luck, yeah, we didn't mention that we're recording this Memorial Day morning yeah. before the game. Yeah. Yes. Because we're going to the game. Yes. I checked my little ballpark app last night. I have attended seven straight wins. Yeah. I've, I'm 4-0 so far this year. Yeah. Going the, into the last Monday. seven games I've attended, going into last season, five this season, two last season, they're all wins. Well, that streak ends today. <laughs> no, I, I think us going to the ballpark is just what the Orioles need to turn this thing around. All right. Yeah. I hope you're right. Well, As long as Aaron Judge is nice and cooled off. Yeah, right. Silas was born on May 13th. Yeah, that's I, the bad luck. I think you've seen like two wins. Is that right? Yeah. That would be it, yes. Yeah. So wow. He's... He, his introduction to the Orioles is not a good one. You know, if you, I already I already saw him like leaning towards the red in, in his closet, like going for national <laughs> color of the year. He's, right. He's only trying. happy going to Walgreens. Yeah, is he growing his hair out like Bryce Harper? <laughs> um, and he's talking about gotta, kids winning trophies. And, <laughs> you know, we got to figure out that percentage, uh, the percentage of Silas's life, what the Orioles' winning percentage has been compared to the percentage of your life. Yeah, and figure it out. Mm, mm. It's probably pretty close. It might it might be pretty pretty close. <laughs> Small sample size, though, right? That's right. Small sample size. <laughs> <laughs> so when you look at so Josh immediately jumps to two reasons why the Orioles have struggled. He says hitters and luck. Well, Bert, uh, if you could put your finger on, I like I would just sum up Josh's points like that. Uh, <laughs> Don't uh, let yeah, him defend fair, it. Josh, is that fair? <laughs> yeah, I'll say the offense. I'm not the pitching has been rough at parts, but I'm blaming the offense. Okay, uh, Bert. I would say the pitching. Uh, well, we're going to turn this into like a PTI thing. I'm going to go with the pitching has been the problem because even when you take a guy like Abado Jimenez out of the situation and plug in an Alec Asher, you still get the same results. And all those games where the bats were hot and were scoring eight runs in the first three innings and the pitching immediately gives it up. I mean, this has been going on for weeks. And then there's a couple games where the pitchers are at least halfway decent and, you know, holding them to two to three runs, and then the bats can't get anything going on. In the past week, the Orioles yesterday going back, backwards yesterday the Orioles scored four runs yeah before that two yeah zero yeah three yeah zero all right last well, monday they good. lost last monday they lost seven to 14 yeah that's the pitcher's fault yeah well yeah i don't know i don't want to say the bats well, are giving up but before that one run and, and if you look at the overall team rankings for the year we knew that this was a team that's going to have to rely on the offense on power and if you look at it we're ranked um, just looking up at just the runs, we're ranked 18th in all the baseball and runs. That's not going to get it done. If you look at home runs, we're ranked 9th in home runs. Again, 9th, that's kind of top third. You might argue that that's okay. That, that's okay. But when you have a team that's a whole identity is built around the home run and you're ranked 9th in baseball and home runs, that's not a good thing. Yeah. By the way, the team ranked 1st in home runs is the Nationals. Just saying. Become the, the theme of this episode. <laughs> But, I mean, the, the, if you look at overall ERA with pitching, too, like 21st in baseball, one of the lowest ERAs for starting rotations all of baseball. So you, people want to blame Chris Davis striking out. People want to blame Joey Rickard. Oh, that's ugly. Field. All of it's ugly. But when you're, when you're losing this much, and just look at the team rankings, it's, it's because of a, a lot of reasons. Bad pitching, bad bullpen, bad defense. We're also ranked as one of the worst defensive teams in, in baseball this year. 
Um, all those things are bad. Yeah. It's not one thing we're struggling with. It's all the things. So those are some team issues. If you guys could, let's focus down on the pitching aspect. Or no, 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 no. On the player aspect. Which player in your guys' minds so far, because we're being depressing, let's continue it, has <laughs> been the most disappointing player for the Orioles this year? Who who did, because th- this is not going as we expected. Okay, most disappointing. Most disappointing. Manny Machado. Manny Machado? Manny Machado. Yeah, that's a good one. He's he's struggling at the plate. Half the time, he doesn't even look like he's trying when he's at the plate, when he's running. He The other day, he didn't even button his uniform all the way. I don't oh, he's know been doing that, that for a while. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah, it's like he's buttons two buttons. Like he doesn't even button past the Baltimore. <laughs> um, he had a here. he had a drop third strike that he didn't even try to run out, and his his gloves there, so his defense is there, as it always is. But for a guy who preseason we said he's a legit MVP candidate, yeah, is not leading this team well. No, I agree. He's not acting like a leader. Uh, I, I take issue with the not acting like a leader. I think that is baloney. Absolute baloney. And no one last year was complaining about his jersey not being buttoned or his <laughs> lack of days no. attitude because he's always had that. This is the same Manny that but, was here last hold year. On. It, just when he's not hitting 300, hitting 30 you spent, runs. You spent a little too much time in Africa last year. There was a lot of complaining last year about Manny not hustling oh, the first base. Then it's dumb. Shut up. He's one of the best <laughs> players in baseball. I don't care if he – the ball goes – people were getting on because he struck out on strike three. The ball was in the dirt so he can run the first. He's going to get thrown out yeah. 99 out of 100 times. Yes. So he goes to the bench. Who cares? I, I'm disappointed too because he's not hitting 300 and he's not hitting home runs. Um, I'm just saying it all adds up. But the whole attitude thing I think is ridiculous. I think you guys just don't like that he's struggling, and all of a sudden people like to project that he's not trying or that he doesn't care. All of that's baloney. I like I like the millennial comparisons. Of of course, this is how Manny plays. He's a millennial. <laughs> I, it feels like those conversations we used to have about everyone loves Strope, and then he had one bad game. Well, look at the way he wears his hat. What's wrong yeah. with that? <laughs> right. How, how do you throw the ball straight when your hat's crooked? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like these are similar discussions. And if, if Manny plays well, no one will talk about how lackadaisical he looks well, when he plays. He also... It's, it's just when, who he is. Well, except that when he plays well, he hustles more. I don't think that's true. I don't. I think he hustles. He chooses spots when he wants to hustle. And I think that's when he's going well. And when he doesn't, it's the same. Well, either way, he's my disappointment for the oh, season. Oh, I, I completely agree with that. He's been disappointing. You want to hear my disappointment? It's yeah. going to make Josh angry. Yeah. Hyunsoo Kim. Mm. <laughs> why, why is that going to make me angry? I've been telling you for all year he sucks. <laughs> he shouldn't be on this team. Josh, last year you loved Hyunsoo Kim. I did. When, when, when did you switch over to being a Hyunsoo Kim hater? Because I'm telling you, I don't, I, I, I don't feel strongly either way about Hyunsoo Kim like you do. He changed his theme but song. Do you know who I hate? I hate Joey Rickard. I think Joey Rickard's the biggest... I, bomb we have on the team and i hate you know what i hate joey rickard for the same reason i hate ryan flaherty i like guys who have worked their way up the minors kind of earn their spot in the majors uh uh-huh. joey rickard rule five guy ryan flaherty then rule that's five that's guy. exactly why you should hate kim he, he should have gone to the him. minors he refused to go to the minors but kim proved it for years working his way up south korea he's an that's old true. guy that's true i you know what i don't like kim because i don't like his defense he made that. He made that good diving <laughs> catch the other day. That's not who I really think is the biggest disappointment. I was just wanting yeah, to get no, Josh's feathers no, ruffled. I agree. <laughs> it's not going to ruffle me. I don't like Kim. I'm a, I'm 100 serious. I would rather have Kim play center field than Joey Rickard. No, I'm not Kim even does joking. not have the. Range. Yeah, what do you got to lose at this point? Joey Rickard's a bomb. What are we going to lose eight in a row? Who's your favorite outfielder? 
My favorite outfielder? Yeah, we've been putting out there. Defensive? Yeah, outside of Adam Jones. Who who are you putting out there? I think I think honestly, I think Trey Mancini's been really impressive in the outfield. He's yeah, as he's been outfielder. as far as a guy you didn't expect. Yeah. And yeah. I think I think Gentry's really good. He's gone, right? He's yeah. a North up. I think uh-huh. he's gone, yeah. He's North up. Um I but I do you see Joey Rickard in that late I mean the game was over, but he just he tried to pick up the ball and dropped and the guy got to second base on a little single. Yeah. No, I, I, I just no, I just I'm sick of it. Careless. Him. I like Seth, I like Seth Smith. I think Seth Smith yeah, has been decent. one of my bigger surprises for this season. Yeah, he's decent. My, for me, my biggest disappointment, Manny Machado could be a good argument for him. Did we get Burt's biggest disappointment? Yeah, Kevin Gosman. That's what I was going to go yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Gosman. Here's a guy sure. who talked about taking the next step, being the ace, mm-hmm. and he's been one of our worst pitchers. Like, yeah. we expect Jabal Jimenez to be bad. No one's right. surprised by this. No. Right. Uh, but we thought Kevin and and Chris Tillman, the injury, and I, you, I never have 100% trust in Chris Tillman to begin with. But Kevin Gosman was supposed to be that guy, and he hasn't been that guy. For me, he's the biggest disappointment. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. I wonder if this whole – I think Ubaldo took a lot of the blame for the, the pitching staff just being horrendous. Yeah, and Chris Davis right now is taking a lot of the blame for the offense being right. horrendous. I mean, fair enough. He sucks right now. I mean, he doesn't swing the ball in the bat. It's the most frustrating thing to watch in the world, isn't it? Yeah. And now he's the designated Kevin hitter today, take, take I, I know. Memorial Day. Like, what's the point of that? Uh, why, like, the only reason he should still be in the lineup is because he's a good defensive first baseman. Why are you taking away the one thing that he's good at right now this, and just putting him into bat? Well, this is Buck's argument of of he won't break out of the slump if you don't give him chances. Yeah. Where my thought is, his mentally, he's screwed up right now. You should put him on the bench. For a game and let's go. He he literally says he cannot see the ball. I know. <laughs> like how are you supposed to hit the ball when you cannot see the ball? I, I I think yeah I would like to see him sit down for a game or two or three or four or five. And and and, and there, there's a thing called batting practice, right? And there's a thing called a cage. And there's mm-hmm. a thing called Adderall. And there's masking agents. Yeah. <laughs> Just do what you got to do, Chris Davis. We need you to hit that ball. D- Dylan was saying on Twitter that he, he just needs a new flavor dip. Maybe that's it. Uh, that's so. But, or maybe gross. he should just give it up. Maybe he can't fit enough in his mouth. His cheek is larger than a than a whole can. Maybe two of the big disappointing guys have been Gossman and Davis. Maybe they should flip. Gossman should start to dip, and Davis should start chewing gum. The gum. Yeah, try try flipping and see what happens. Do you think he uh, is self conscious about that big chaw in his mouth? Yes. Like, like <laughs> how can you be? How can you still do that in 2017? When there's photos of the people who've had half their jaws removed because of that stuff, and yet he still throws it in his lip every day. That's so disgusting. I don't even understand how it can be comfortable to have your lip, your your cheek yeah. out that wide. Like when I like to put stuff in my mouth, I like to swallow it. And Google it image and, search Bill Tuttle, and, like, uh, and and the other side of that is see what the end result of that chaw is. We, we we know. I mean, we had him on the show when we were doing the helping up mission. We know he's involved in the community. We know he cares about kids. We yeah. know he's a man of faith. All those things. He's a role model. He knows. He understands that. But he's got a vice. And so from that aspect, yeah, like I'm sure it bothers him a little bit. Yeah. But like it helps him play baseball too. So how do you balance that? Uh, does it help? Uh, we don't know if it helps. <laughs> it must. I mean, or why else would he do it? I don't know. Is there any? He would strike out even more if he didn't do it. That's yeah. That's a fair point. I, I wish how that's possible. Uh, too bad the intern's not here. I'd ask him to look up and see if there's any side effects of chewing tobacco and vision <laughs> or reflexes. That I think that might be the first time Josh ever said, "Too bad the intern's not here." <laughs> hey, I, I texted the yeah, intern. Can we get that a recording. Just yeah. play it every now and then. That'll be his new that's button. A new button. Uh, too I did. Bad the intern. I did reach out to the intern. He did not respond, of course. Well, he is the worst. I'm looking at uh, I'm on fan graphs, 
I usually have this. I have the parental features, and this Fangraphs is blocked, so no one's allowed to go there for because I don't want anyone becoming a nerd by going on Fangraphs. <laughs> so I normally have Fangraphs blocked, but I put in the code to get past my oh, my I, filter. I thought you were saying that like my parental filters actually blocked Fangraphs. I thought you were already I, setting up you know, the parental I, filters. Yeah, I, I do have filters on the internet because of the kids. Yeah, you should put Fangraphs as a filter. You you don't want your kids growing up being nerds. Um, and I was just going looking at top war players for. Uh, 2017, and I just want to find the top Wario. I'm looking at the top 10, no, no one. Top 20, mm. no mm-hmm. one. Top 30, no one. Oh. So now I, I got to click next to go to the next page. Ouch. Top 40, no one. Guys, it, top 60. Wow. I got to click on to page three because the first two pages, there's not a single Oral in, in war. And once I get to... Uh, page page three, number sixty six, uh, Manny Machado. Wow, who has a WAR of less than one point nine. I wow. mean, it's it's not one player; it's everyone, yeah. everyone. Like no one is overperforming besides maybe Dylan Bundy. You could argue, sure. But outside of him, like who's overperforming? Maybe Castillo, but Castillo the past week has been bad. He hasn't been good. Yeah, he had that little hot streak last weekend, and then Seth Smith same fell thing. off the past two weeks. Seth Smith has has done nothing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just the top guys number sixty six. Yeah, I don't even really bad. feel like going today, boys. Guys, I'm in. I'll this, just go uh, home. I, <laughs> well, at least the weather's nice. Oh wait a minute. Oh, it's not. <laughs> I went. I went to stopchewingtobacco.com uh-huh. to look up what are some side effects besides cancer and you die and getting your whole mouth removed a heart attack and stroke um it says uh nicotine uh can keep the body from performing at its fullest people who are into smokeless tobacco have increased stress impaired eye vision and minimum healing time Oof. they have a greater chance to be absent at work clearly chris davis has been absent <laughs> for two weeks he's there physically cardiac problems high blood pressure Erectile dysfunction. Uh-oh. TMI. Uh, facial distortions. And quality of life is extremely diminished. And bad breath. Yeah. And receding gums. Well, surely he's not the only one on the team doing it, but it's blatantly obvious. He's doing it more. He definitely fits more than anyone else in that cheek. Yeah. That's And you know what? I would think when you're struggling this bad and can't see the ball, why not try something new and go up with an empty mouth? Or put in some bubble gum. Try something. You got <laughs> I, I, nothing's working. You can't see the ball. It's ridiculous. Of our power hitter said he can't see the ball. Have you ever heard a more outrageous statement? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the I, I I think that 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 commentary, Josh, is is dumb. I mean, I think when we see someone struggle, we like to figure out why, and we want to point out these. Oh, if we just stopped chewing tobacco, or if we just stopped chewing gum, or if we just stopped blowing bubbles in the outfield. Like we want to say, oh, no, it's just I'm not. I'm not thing. saying that's a simple thing. There, there, there's no connection, I think, with these with the players' mannerisms or the way they chew. I mean, he was able to hit a baseball before with chewing the tobacco, and at some point this year, he's going to get hot and hit five home runs in a week, and and that and that's fine. It's not. This is not a Chris Davis problem. This is a bigger Orioles problem. But it is a Chris Davis problem when he says, "I'm just not picking up the ball out of the pitcher's hands." I feel like I was not really recognizing the pitch until it was in front of me, but at that point, it's too late. Anytime I'm taking that many called third strikes, something's going on because I've never been one to really lay the bat on my shoulder. There's a problem, and I'm not saying it's the tobacco. I'm not implying that. 
I'm saying he's struggling. He should have had a day off today. Okay. Fine. But I'm saying that same conversation we had by Chris Davis, we could have that conversation about pretty much every Oriole right now. Yeah. Including, how about J.J. Hardy for a second, guys? Who this year has an offensive war of negative 11. Yeah. He has an on-base percentage of 259. Um, he's been he's been okay defensively, but not great. Right. His runs, uh, that weighted runs graded plus the nerds love, mm-hmm. it's an abysmal 52, uh, which is uh, good enough for last on the team. He did get yesterday off, I believe. They are giving Hardy breaks. Yeah, do, but do you think Hardy needs like a, a day off, or do you think he needs maybe a season off? You know, I so I didn't mention yet, because we jumped right into Oriole talk, um, so we didn't even talk about any other stuff, but on Friday I filled in for Glenn Clark on Glenn Clark Radio. Yeah. And, I don't know who made that decision, but that's gutsy car right So there. I uh, To have Josh fill in? Yeah. Right. So it was Friday. So Friday's Drew Forrester comes in, and Drew is pushing the, the I idea. Like yeah. I like Drew a lot, too. He's uh, smart guy. He's pushing the idea of it's time to move Machado to short because Hardy's done. Okay. That won't happen this year, but sure. It's going to happen next year. But you can't take J.J. Hardy, who has been there his entire life, who's still, and you without any replacement at third base, and just move right. him. Right. And that's the big question is you don't have a who how you arrange third base. And I, I still would argue J.J.'s above average defensive shortstop. He's had some struggles at the beginning of the year, but I would still argue he's above average defensive shortstop. He did, and and at the plate he hit two seventy last year. Yeah, he was okay last year. Yeah. So and, when everyone's struggling, yeah, again he looks worse. And the other infielder option is Ryan Flaherty. So no, you're not you're not. Oh, Giannis, right no, now. Giannis. Or, or Giannis right now. I'm sorry, <laughs> which is a huge upgrade. Or if you get rid of Giannis, Andino is waiting to come up. So, oh yeah. So uh, no, that I understand why you want to make that argument because JJ Hardy has looked old. I would like to but see no, that's if you really want to shake it up. I'd like to see. Let's try scope at third, Hardy at second, and Manny at short. Just mix it up, have some fun, see if it works. Scope uh, played some third base a, a few years ago, and he's got the he, arm. He struggled there, but yeah, he's got the arm. We, I tell you, we're the best team in baseball. I think it's happened like twice, maybe at three losing. times in the past two weeks. We're the best team in baseball at bases loaded or like running on third base, less than two outs. Ball to the infield, throwing it home and tagging the guy out at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we do that better than anybody. And, and part of that is Castilla. Because has – we got a lot of – We got arms. There's a lot of guns in Baltimore. Yes, there Yeah. I yeah. mean a lot of uh, – Arms. A lot of bullets. Arms. A lot of bullets. Yeah. A lot of bullets. Yeah. A lot of bullets are flying around Camden Yards. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, just a few blocks away from Camden Yards. That's, that's true too. But no, and, and part of that is surprising because we all thought – both defensively and offensively, we just assumed catcher would be a downgrade this year, losing Weeders. And I, I think we all, of course, agree Castilla's better. Uh, I don't agree he's better, but he's been, I think he's been, We've been happy comparable. With him. Yeah, yeah, he's been comparable. I just watched Keepers. You guys see Keepers? Show? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, yeah, yeah we good. watched that a while ago. Yeah, just like it was, <laughs> so it was uh, a brand new show. Never mind. Uh, what is that? Uh, murdered sister Kathy was murdered in November 1969. That was yeah. right after the Orioles, a few weeks after the Orioles won the World Series. And everyone, everyone in Baltimore's happy, and, and then this is going mentioned. down. That's never mentioned in the entire. No, yeah. but they do show a lot of Orioles. Yeah, there's a lot of Orioles in the background. And, yeah, you know. I'm waiting for uh, keepers to appear in your segment. Um, Baltimore source and popular culture. <laughs> yeah. I have a new one. I have a new one lined up. I'll, I'll try to set it up for next week. Uh, I was. I thought you were going to fit a story time into some nun being killed. I also am and, working on a game time. Uh, are we switching days next week? 
Yeah. We, we should we, probably tell the listeners that. Yeah, but we haven't decided when. Oh. oh. I meant to start the show. I'm sorry. I meant to start the show. Josh threw me off getting right into it. <laughs> we go. We dove right into it. Right we'll, we'll, we'll start with, with, with uh, we'll talk about next week. You, this is the first time you've been in studio since Silas has been born. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that, too. Oh, yeah. Welcome back. But first, everyone, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> We're 40 minutes in greeting each other. <laughs> Good to see you guys. Happy Memorial Day. Yeah, hey. Uh, June 6th. Night at the yard. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a big deal. So I want to give you guys some instructions real quick, all right? In a second, I'm going to have you pause the podcast, but not yet. In a second, I'm going to have you pause the podcast, and here's what you're going to do. You're going to, first, you're going to text your girlfriend, and you're going to say, hey, hey, boo. Is that how kids <laughs> still bae, talk? Or bae. Oh, bae. I'm sorry. Hey, bae, I'm going to get a ticket tonight at the yards. Do you want to come with? And then she's going to either text yes or no. Right. And if she texts no, you'll break up with her. If you text <laughs> yes... Then say cool. I like that you think people have to pause the podcast. Like they can't use their phone and listen at the same time. You struggle with that? Yeah, no. <laughs> Matt didn't realize that if you're listening to a podcast on your phone, you can still do right, other you things. Can do on other your phone. things. <laughs> do, do you pause the podcast when you need to go and do something else on your phone? Yeah. <laughs> or I'll, I'll, pause, I'll pause the podcast and then open up the computer. Because if I even just pause it and close the app, right. it loses where I'm at. So I just pause it, then go to a different <laughs> what device. Are you, what are you, what are you, are you using? Using li- iTunes or something? What do you use to listen to the podcast? Internet Safari? Internet Explorer? <laughs> right. Yeah, it's that Zoom. A- AOL dot dial-up. Stop um, using Zoom. Uh, so after you pause the podcast, text your girlfriend, then either break up with her or stay with her. Then go to section36.com. There's a, a link at the top, right? I assume that says tickets. It's in the middle. It's like I think it was a Josh's Shoes or something, wasn't it? It's, oh, yeah. it's dead center. Dead center next to Josh's Shoes. Uh, click on that, buy two tickets, one for you, one for your bae. Mm-hmm. Um, if you broke up with your bae recently because she said no, you have, what, a week, a week, a little over a week to find a new bae. Get on Bumble. Yeah. Find a new bae. Get on Bumble or Grinder, whichever, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> now, um, and that, find a new bae. Right. As we're recording this, the game's eight days away, seven days away. It's Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, a week from tomorrow. It's next Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, a week, week from, from tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. You got to get your tickets by Friday. Friday is when it goes down off our website. Okay. Yeah. No, we're not selling them at the door. Yeah. No. Right, right. Pre-sale only. So tickets by Friday. Order your tickets by Friday. Night at the Yards, Tuesday, June 6th. $15. Section okay. 336. Try, try to beat that price. You can't. You can't. Not in Section 336. You right. can't. So now go ahead and pause the podcast and do that. We'll wait for you. <laughs> so yeah, this is my uh, the first show back in studio since <laughs> Welcome back. Silas. Yay! Yeah. He he does the, the good thing, and this is uh, he adds a little bit perspective to the Orioles losing streak, which is nice. You know, you have a little human being. Yeah, there's um, other things in life besides the Oriole birds. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but but he's been, he's been he's been great. The hospital stay was was fine. Um, home, I'm sleeping a decent amount. So that's good. All, all of it, yeah, all of it's been been uh, been been great. Sure. I heard I heard some horror stories about what life would be like. Uh, but none of those. Yeah, have come that, to pass that yet. gets overblown. Yeah. How's the uh, how's the goats reacting to Silas? Has Silas have you, have you met like, the goats? Have you taken Silas out to the goats yet? No, <laughs> no. But one of the reasons I had Silas is so he can be the new goat goat keeper and milk the goats and sure. feed the goat, do all that stuff. But he hasn't. I haven't introduced them yet. Um, Bartok the cat has been sleeping in um, his in Silas's crib, much to my wife's chagrin. They, they've been having some issues, uh, but 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 they'll work it out. We'll figure good. it out. Good. Yeah. Heard you. You were saying you've been reading too, reading dad books now. Well, uh, my neighbor, 
bless her. I'm not one to go buying these these self help books. I'm not really into it. Right. I like to figure things out on my own. Um, but my 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 neighbor, uh, bless her heart, bought me uh, Benjamin Watson, Ravens tight end, or I guess former Ravens tight end. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he ever even saw the field, but. <laughs> It was more, uh, I think more of like a New England tight end, right? Yeah. 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 Went to the Super Bowl with New England. I'm mm-hmm. um, famous for that. But he wrote a book about having a kid. And so I read that book. There was a lot of uh, uh, football metaphors, of course, comparing <laughs> the pregnancy stages to like first quarter, second quarter. Okay. Uh, so The New Dad's Playbook. Yeah. If you're, if you're a new dad and, and your wife or your girlfriend just gets pregnant, yeah, I'd probably recommend that book. For me, like life's a little bit different now because I'm not – I'm a little bit older. I'm not like 20 years old or in over my head. Like, what the heck am I doing? Right, right. Like, we kind of planned this out for a while. And, and so it's, I was a little disappointed because some of Benjamin Watson, his like Facebook posts, which I, I read some of his Facebook posts, he talks a lot about race. And he's like a real deep dude. Well, he wrote a whole nother book about dealing with racial really? issues. Yeah, and I would be interested to read that. And I thought the kind of this book would be kind of deep like that. I, I'm, I'm more into the deep. This is more like practical was it, did it uh, start with, all right, you're 15, you're in high school and your girlfriend's pregnant. Here's no. what you got to do. Is that, is that his target audience? No, but there was a lot of implications like, like what do you do when... Right, how do you raise a baby and pass uh, math? It was like basic questions on like, you know, supporting your wife and loving your wife and you can't fix everything. It's a lot of this stuff like, there's a lot of like generic guy things like you can't fix everything. Remember that. And, like, for me, I don't fix anything. Like, if something breaks in my house, <laughs> Emily fixes it or the father-in-law fixes it or no one fixes it. So, so you're I, saying, like, book two, those, he was like, what am I – I got to follow up this book. What do I know? I'll just write stuff down and – Yeah. Yeah, and he just kind of wrote from his own experience. And he's had – I think he has, like, four kids or something. Um, and so, like, a lot of practical stuff that really doesn't – I don't think very much applies to me. Uh, but, I, you know, I, I read it and I, I appreciate some of his thoughts. I was hoping for a little bit deeper. But a very kind of practical book. Yeah, I guess I recommend if you're a new father. I'm a little, I'm a little older. I'm a, I'm, and there's some advantages. You're right? still a new father, right? But there's some advantages and disadvantages. Yeah, but like you have a full time job and a house, and you know, yeah, you, money. You, you're self sufficient before you even had kids. Yeah, and, not like people who just like have kids and then they're like, "Holy crap, I need to get a job." Right, you're not on, <laughs> right? You're not on. Uh, what's the MTV show? Teen Mom. Teen Mom. Yeah. T- oh, Teen Mom. OG. And there was this thing, and, and, and I guess maybe because I went to Christian college, or maybe this is just how people were, or maybe I just had a weird experience, but I felt like everyone I knew, they would go to college, graduate college, get married, have three kids. And that's like everyone did. Right. Except for Emily and I decided what, not to have what's kids. What's wrong with having three kids? There's nothing wrong with doing that. <laughs> As I talked to- uh, Yeah, yeah, I'm offended. A couple people with three My kids. feelings are hurt. This snowflake right. is crying over here. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just not how we just didn't jump right into it. Sure. And so because of that. Some of us might be envious of that. <laughs> because of that. And yeah, I mean, there's some advantages to it. Like sure. Emily and I had the chance to travel a lot and do some stuff that we wanted to do. Um, but there's also disadvantages. Like I'm going to be 100 years old when my kid hits high school, but whatever. And you get to learn from our mistakes. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, I, I had a chance to watch you all and other friends like have kids. Right, right. And I got to see what they, they do well and see what they kind of suck at. Yep. And kind of learn from it. <laughs> what, 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 what do Josh and I suck at? I had able to have a lot of conversations. You guys don't suck at anything. You guys are both great fathers. Oh, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate no that. flaws in your game. <laughs> None at all. <laughs> no. no. No, there's no Chris Davis's a parenting right here. <laughs> I'm glad you took note on uh, my suckiness of having boys to make sure you learn better and have a boy. Yeah, that's right. So see, Josh. Oh, there you go. Boy, so I said, okay, I'm going to change this and have and have a boy. Yeah. And the and the family name lives on. Absolutely. Silas. 
Do people still care about like passing a family name on? Is that still I relevant think, in like think, today's culture? I think it is. I mean, I for a last you're, you're, name, you're passing down a first name, but like, does the last none name, of do my brother still care about that? None of my my brother or none of my cousins with the last name Rody have any kids. Yeah, but it's 2017. Like, your daughter can get married and force the guy to change it to her name. Like, how yeah. much does the name really matter? As far as passing, uh, it sounds like sounds like it's coming from a guy with three daughters. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, from my perspective, and I would not be opposed to even having no kids. Like, I think it's okay for people two people get married and decide to have no kids throughout mm-hmm. their entire marriage, and so in that way that the family is dying out. Who cares? Who cares? This, I, I'm kind of with Josh on this one. Like, even if you want to have no kids, like all of a sudden, I feel like that's more acceptable now. But even the idea of getting married without kids, like, what's wrong with you? You and it's. I mean, I would, when I would go to Tanzania as like a thirty-year-old man and tell them I, I was married for a while but no kids, they thought I was insane. Like, really? Why, why don't you have five kids by now? <laughs> Are you sick? Is something wrong with you? The only thing worse than people with no kids, married with no kids, is people who are married with like five plus kids. They are insane, and I'm sorry if I offend you, but I can Wait, you, I cannot understand you like those people. I don't understand why. What they're, is wrong with people? Their lives are insane. They right? are ridiculous. <laughs> Why would you ever do that to yourself? See, it's for me. It's the it's the minivan. Once you have too many kids that you have to drive two cars to things. Yes. It's it's what are you doing? It's ridiculous. What are you doing exactly? <laughs> I have three, and that's too many. Yeah. Five or six, seven people with seven kids. You're saying three's too many. Which one you want to get rid of? Oh, I could think of more than one I want to get rid of. <laughs> oh my! And I mean, and just for the young kids out there listening, my wife and I were married for nine years without kids, two incomes. No kids, married. That's hey, a pretty, that's, hey, you're doing pretty good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I, I agree. There's a lot of great things about having kids, but it's pretty good to go without kids for a little while. With all that said, I got a kid now. Yep. So <laughs> kiss all that money you saved up. Goodbye. <laughs> no, and then you'll be saying, remember how much money we had before we had kids? <laughs> that was nice, right? Yeah, good times. Right. Can't wait to see Silas tonight. All right. You, you get a kid and Bert buys a boat. I did buy a boat. Did, did you buy a boat? A pirate ship. Oh yeah, for my yard. Do you, do you have a name for the pirate ship? Um, not officially. I, I bought a pirate ship playground for my kids uh, in the backyard. You've we, had it for like two weeks. No, Where? it came. It just came on Monday. It's been less than a week. All right, and you have no name for it. Oh, we've 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 been throwing some names around. What are, what are some of your names? Well, we're we're trying to incorporate the three children's names somehow into. Oh, the that's name. a lot of work. Well, my kids' names are Mackenzie, Delaney, and Albert. So if you take the first letter of their, each of their names, you could spell out the word Mad M A D. And a cool... Or if you switch it around. Yeah. It could be uh, the, the dam breaker. Yeah. Breaker of dams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, using alliteration, thinking of a cool piratey nautical word beginning with letter M, we came up with maelstrom. It's like a big oh, yeah. vicious storm. storm. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Maelstrom, so I like that. Oh, we're I thinking of calling was... it the mad maelstrom. Oh, I like that. With the M-A-D being M dot A dot D dot, you know, so that... It stands for their names, right. but there's an alliteration with the pirate ship. And Mad Maelstrom sounds like a cool piratey pirate ship name, I think. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. It also cool. sounds like you, an you innuendo. Well this, huh? We did. We, we had a conversation. I think it was one time we were driving down here to Arnold with the kids. Family meeting. Like, family meeting. Got to name the pirate ship. <laughs> I remember part, part of my childhood is really associated with family meetings, and we'll get back to Orioles in a second here. Do you guys have like 
Family meeting, everyone in the living room on the no, couch. Not really. It's normally you know me, and my, meetings? me and my wife get together and make all the decisions. One of the reasons I had a charge. kid is so I could have family meetings. You guys <laughs> see, have them? Gosh, but, do you family meetings? No, but growing up. Oh, we gro- always had family meetings. Yeah, but how many were actually family meetings versus how many were dad just telling us something? <laughs> well, that's not the point. We all got together. And some we, things never change. That, right. <laughs> the only difference now is, is our family meetings come in the form of an email. Yeah. A 10 page email. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we got some comments from the chat room. Chris Allen says, yeah, I like Man- Man- Mancini a lot in the outfield. Yeah, sign me up for that. Hey, you're not alone, man. Um, and he also says the, ca- the cannot see the ball statement is driving me up the wall. Yeah. yeah that's When you're a professional baseball player, <laughs> your job is to hit a baseball. When you can't see it or identify any pitches, uh, that's uh, concerning. Um, and then J- J- Jimmy wrote in the chat room, how does putting Davis in the DH spot help? That's my thought, Jimmy. Go glove and keeping the Ks. I like that's Jimmy. That's exact point. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's outrageous. Um, and Dave comments, Matt, I got friends that I graduated high school with that have grandkids, and my son is 11. They gra- so what? I get it. They graduated high school with grandkids? No. No, he graduated high school with them. Oh, now, now they're they old and they've Now they're grandparents. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so I wanted to do that math of a high school graduate with grandkids. Oh, it could definitely. No, I don't think it can happen. Somebody yeah. our age could have a grandkid. Absolutely. Yeah, Sure. But uh, to graduate high school and be a grandfather. No, that can't happen. Unless you really suck at high school. Or you're one of those guys who goes back to high school. Right. I never it, learned to read. A, it's a Billy Madison. <laughs> Yankee series. Starts Yankees today. Are, the Yankees are in first place. Aaron uh, uh, Aaron Judge has about 57 home runs already. Yeah. The The Yankees, to me, have been the most surprising story in baseball. Not I, to me. Really? Yeah. I am absolutely floored, shocked that right. the starting pitching has been this we, good and that no one's gotten hurt and that some of the young players uh, like Castro, like, like Judge, Judge, have been this good. That's, I, mean, yeah, the I big, thought Sanchez would be good. I didn't respect all these we other knew guys. The, right. We knew the Yankees were rebuilding. We knew they had young guys coming up. Yes, we did not expect it this year. year for them. Right. Yeah. We did not, it, it's early. 2019 was the Yankees' year. Yeah. I thought they had two good years to kind of sneak in there. Right. They were. Go- I thought they were going to – some of these young guys were going to figure it out next year, and then the year after they've got Bryce Harper and they can go. <laughs> yeah, and if you think uh, the Yankees are good this year, they're just going to get better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So – the Orioles, they, uh, we talk all the time about why you need to win now. Here's yet another reason why you need to win now. Because the Yankees and also the Red Sox, full of young players, mm-hmm. um, the Yankees and Red Sox are going to just get better the next couple years. Uh, and so it, it, this is the Orioles' window. So don't trade Manny. Well, I'd said on, when we uh, sat in for Glenn Clark the Friday before opening day, there were three teams in the American League East better than the Orioles, and the Yankees were one of them. I also said uh, yeah, but you also Toronto. Said the Blue Jays. Well, hey, we'll see what happens at the By end the, of the season. Yeah, Toronto's been playing. Toronto's hot right now. They are way too close to uh, something. I mean, that's shocking how close we are to Toronto. We are we are only three games ahead of Toronto. Yeah. yeah. By the end of the week, they could they could pass us. Uh, and they will pass us. No, I, I think that this homestand, the Orioles turn it around. The Orioles have been playing well at home. I think this, we got the Yankees and the Red Sox coming. I know, and that's why they're big games that can really help turn this around. We always play well in interdivision. Uh, I didn't even see who's pitching today for the Yankees. I know Bundy's on the mound for us. They got that young kid, the um, Jake something Montgomery or something. Yeah, yeah he's, he's two and three with a four thirty ERA. Yeah, I think he pitched really well against us last time. Which Bundy, means he'll uh, he'll go through the sixth inning without giving up a hit. Right now, Bundy should be able to outpitch this guy, but Bundy's not pitching against the Orioles' offense, so it's really 
going to come down to those bats again. I mean, we've been really struggling, and part of the struggling, I mean, Houston Astros are a great baseball team. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No denying that. The Twins, I think, have been overplaying a little bit, but they're a good baseball team, too. But it just doesn't end. It, I feel like everyone we play is good. The Yankees, then the Red Sox. And it feels like everyone has pitching. And then somehow we play the Yankees for three and the Red Sox for four. Then somehow we play the Pirates, who suck. But we only play them for two games. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, that'll be our night at the yard, so come on out. <laughs> and then it's a makeup game versus the Nationals. And we we kick the butts, the Nationals' butts. If, if, we, if we played the Nationals every game of the year, we'd win 100 games. I'm going yeah. to that game. Uh, but, 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 but then we play the Yankees again. And so it just seems like tough team after tough but team. But once we get through May, like, we, we, we're, however, this division's set up weird. We play a lot of interdivisions early and late. Like, I don't even think we've gone to Tampa yet. Right, how come we're playing the Yankees and Red Sox a thousand times but we never play Tampa, I feel like? Let's play a little bit less Yankees and Red Sox, a little more Tampa. I think we did play Tampa. I, doesn't it feel like we're playing the Yankees and Red Sox a lot more? Oh, yeah, we are definitely. It's top-loaded at the uh, early in the season. We played Tampa in April Yeah, we, we at home, but we haven't gone to Tampa yet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, are we really crying about going to Tampa? I don't know. Uh Davis I just want to win some baseball well. games. <laughs> yeah, I think we have a better chance playing in Tampa than it is playing. Maybe. Have you seen our road record? It doesn't really matter where we're playing. I mean, oh, it, once we get through that stretch you just listed, we then have four with the White Sox. They're not that good. Yeah. We swept them here in Baltimore. Three with the Cardinals. They're not that good. Four with Cleveland. They're, they could be okay. Three with Tampa. Then we're back to three with Toronto. Then another three with Tampa. Oh, did you see this breaking news? Tiger Woods charged with a DUI today. At least he's doing Arrested something. Arrested in Jupiter, Florida. Man, that guy's that, falling that, off. Man, why is he? Why is he still <laughs> in Jupiter, Florida? I didn't know Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods was still alive. I thought he died yeah, a few years he's, ago. He's been so irrelevant in golf. You know who his neighbor is down in Jupiter? No, Steve Bashotti. Is he really? Speaking of uh, Baltimore sports, yeah, Steve Bashotti. Just speaking of another Baltimore team that's going to suck this year. <laughs> no, come on, <laughs> Perriman is catching the ball. Perriman looked really good. Hey, hey, uh, Obono Jimenez looked really good yesterday. Speaking of guys who look good, Obono Jimenez looked really good. Um, did that? Does that warrant Obono Jimenez? And Asher looked terrible. Yeah. I told you guys does before. Does that warrant him another start? I texted with Matt and our dad. I do not like the Orioles pulling out Obono because I don't trust anyone that we have behind Obono. Yeah. Uh, Buck said today on Monday that he hasn't decided who the starter will be on Friday. It will be either be Asher or Abaldo. Well, that's decide so. It. He'll that's, decide on Tuesday. That's so irritating. At least he's decided on Tuesday. But it's so irritating, like that Buck will not put his trust in one guy. I, like I, who cares? I don't think it matters. You don't, don't think, think it matters. matters either. You don't They're think both it the same. With, you don't think it messes with them mentally. No. And why not? You know it. They're professionals, or they're supposed they, to be professionals. Not, not, neither of them have earned the right to just assume they're they're going to start, or just given that, like, go ahead that we have confidence in you because they don't deserve it. They've mm-hmm. both been bad. Earn that confidence yeah. by pitching well. Yeah. Who would you, who would you go with, Bert? I know Josh will go through Bado. Bado. Who would you go with, Asher Bado? Next start. It would be on Friday, so yeah. who's that? Red Sox. That's the Red Sox. Oh, it doesn't matter. We're going to lose that game, either whoever you put out there. So I really don't care. I wish there was a third option. I, I, I I'd pull up somebody from the minor leagues, to be honest, that the Red Sox have never seen and just take is, a chance. Is, is Chris Lee ready yet? No. Tanner Scott ready yet? I tell you what, Tanner Scott had to start yesterday. You know I'm watching every start like a hawk. Yeah, he's a friend of the show. Yesterday he had to start three innings, four strikeouts, the most important stat for Tanner Lee 
for Tanner Scott. Yeah. Because <laughs> for Tanner Scott, and if you can combine the two guys and get a super pitcher. When you, when you talk about Tanner Scott, a lefty who throws 101 miles per hour, what's the most important stat to watch for, for, for Tanner Control. Scott? Control. Walks, right? Yeah. Uh, yesterday, zero walks. Wow. So we're talking... 17 runs, but zero walks. No, he gave up zero runs, four strikeouts, three in his pitch. He has um, ERA under two. But see, he's, he's a bullpen a, guy. He's a bullpen guy. And yeah. then you, All right. I like this thing that the Orioles are doing in the minors, where to get their bullpen guys ready, like Chris Lee, they're letting them start games. Knowing that they're only going to pitch three innings. Chris Lee could be a starter, but Tanner Scott, yes. Right. But I'd like them to see some of that play come to the majors. So Friday, I'd like to say, all right, Ubaldo, you're pitching three innings. All right, Asher, you're pitching three innings. And, and, actually, and if the guy is really, really good, you let him go fourth. Yeah. But if not, you tell them to only be ready and give us your best stuff for three innings. The Rockies tried that a few years ago. And you could kind of do it with this team because you have so many optionable guys. And with the 10-day rule, you yeah. can do it. You bring up Yanoa for the next three-day segment. I, I would stick with Ibaldo Jimenez for another start only because um, I think Asher is actually an asset in the bullpen where Ibaldo Jimenez is an asset nowhere if he's not starting. So I, I don't understand this, let's keep Ibaldo Jimenez as long relief. I feel like either you start him or you cut him. Right, he doesn't help in the bullpen. bullpen. He's no. got no – right, you want you need – one of the nice things we gained this year in the bullpen was flexibility. Yeah. and he Until uh, Zach Britton got hurt. Yeah. Do you think Ubaldo Jimenez, let's take a bet right here, Ubaldo Jimenez, come July 31st, Ubaldo Jimenez, still on this team or no? Yes. Josh, Ubaldo Jimenez, July 31st, still on this team or not? Nah? Yeah, I think, I think if you remember last season, was last season, two seasons ago was the pothole, but last season they pulled him from the rotation and then they put him back in in July and he crushed in July, August. I think he turns this around. I, think, I don't, but I think he'll still be I wouldn't be surprised if he turned it around, and I wouldn't be surprised if he sucked and was still on the team. With the bottom men, is really nothing kind of surprises me. Josh, are we still in the air? Yeah, there was Am some I type still of here? pop in our headphones went out. But, yeah, I think we're all good. It's just our headphones that went out. Um, someone in the chat room suggested uh, um, Steve Johnson to start. <laughs> is he back in the organization? Was that Josh using like an alter ego? <laughs> uh, I just just for, for the record, uh, he has an ERA this year combined of about seven in the minors. I, I mean, he just so he would fit right in. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I saw he came on the bullpen the other day for Norfolk. He he just hasn't been very good this year, Steve Johnson. I I like Steve Johnson a lot. I mean, my guy who I would like to see give him a chance is Jason Aquino. I think he is kind of has the most potential out of one of those uh, starters. But yeah. I um, speaking of Baltimore. Uh, yeah. Guys who never performed what he was supposed to do. We should say congratulations to Nolan Reimold on your retirement. Oh, he's officially retired? He officially retired yesterday. Good for him. Yeah. I can't wait till I retire. He made, uh, for being... He did. A, he had a pretty good financial <laughs> yeah, lifestyle. He made some for, good money. For never being a good Major League Baseball player, he, he had a lot of, like, I feel like one year, $1 million deal. He made, he made a good... Yeah. Him and his seven kids will live... Pretty Speaking of seven no. kids, yeah, he's yeah, one yeah. of those. He's got a lot of kids. Don't want to offend you, Nolan, but you're a nut. <laughs> hey, he's not right. He's good at something. Yeah, especially when one of the spouses has a career like a professional baseball player, where he travels around the country for six months out of the year, and you have seven kids. What's wrong with you? No, but that's see, that's exactly how why you get to it. The dad gets to go away. The dad makes enough money to pay for multiple nannies. Yeah, I give Nolan. That's a, and it's such a waste of money that just have one kid and then you don't have to pay for any nannies. No, What's the point of having the kids if you have to pay somebody else to take care of them? No, Bert, you had three kids. Right? I don't know what you're talking about. No, no yeah, seven is too many. <laughs> Nolan Reimold, uh, he, I bet he, he's home for about three months. 
with the seven kids and then unretires uh, <laughs> and starts traveling. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's like, you know, I got I to work he out. Goes, he goes to Japan. <laughs> yeah, to I, I, Japan. I can play in Korea. Yeah. yeah. He'll yeah. come to his senses. Yeah. Do, do you guys think every kid who plays in Little League Baseball should get a trophy? Or are you with Bryce Harper that only the winner should get a trophy? You know, I hate Bryce Harper. He's my least favorite baseball player. Yeah. I kind of agree with Bryce Harper. I don't. I'm not a fan of the participation trophies. You think any childhood was ruined no. by giving them a participation trophy? No. Uh, no, but I do think we do have. I don't think it's the participation trophy as much as just a generation of people that don't know how to work hard for things. I don't think we can blame the trophy. This entitlement. They, but I think everyone I think gets something. If it, even if right, they, and I think it, I people like to blame the trophy. I think there is a issue with even. People get as these this generation now gets jobs and expect to be like further up in the company without working their way up. Yeah. So if you want to say that's because of the trophies, they graduate college, okay. get a job right, right away from the first job they right. applied to. That, that type of idea. So yeah, if you want to bl- say it's the trophies to blame for millennials, I'm fine with that. You, th- I thought it had more to do with the orange slices they all get. No, because even back in my day, we all got a juice box and granola bar. Right. And I turned out all right. And if, if it was a big win, the coach would take you for ice cream. You know what? Yeah. I would prefer a juice box and a granola bar over a stupid trophy. Yeah. Well, it gets to the point where you have too many trophies in it, and, and then they used to mean something. All right. But well, I, I joined a soc- an right. indoor soccer league when I was a kid, and the only reason we joined that league is because at the end of the season, everyone got a trophy. Oh, really? I know. Do you, those trophies now displayed on your shelf? No. Because you I, don't – I what? did – the only trophies I've ever kept – and again, this is from when I was like nine, but I still have my trophy from 1989 because our team won the championship and it was a big deal. Yeah. And nobody else got a trophy except my team because we won the championship. Yeah. Right. And that's. And it was, yeah. I mean, you know. But even <laughs> that, in the great that, scheme of things, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's the problem is a trophy is designed as something for the for winners. I don't know. Even like I got the championship trophies. Uh, back in my day, and I still I haven't kept a single trophy. I I played baseball because I just liked playing baseball. I played basketball because I liked playing basketball. I I could have cared less if they gave me the biggest trophy in the world or no trophy at all. Do you know? Do you I know? Because I like sports. Do you know what the definition of a trophy is by Webster? A cup or other decorative object awarded as a prize for a victory or success. So yeah. I guess we're just saying the success is you made it through the year. Yeah. 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 But a little bit ballsy on uh, Bryce Harper's part. He was in front of a bunch of little, little leaguers and all their parents, and he he said out there like only winners should get trophies. <laughs> he said to all the parents, "I, I respect well, him." The parents doing it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought that, that was that's kind of cool. It's, but I, it's I don't also think trophies are ruining kids. But I, I don't think so either. Cool. But it's also kind of an easy thing to say when there is that whole backlash against participation trophies. Yeah. Well, and he was speaking to a crowd that would probably support those statements. Yeah. You know, the, like the, it's, it's not like he said losers should be punched in the face. I mean, yeah. he, 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 it was an easy crowd. I mean, there's two, and this is how life works all the time, right? Like, there's two extremes. There's those parents who, like, scream and yell and think Little League's life and death. Yeah. And then there's those other parents who think everyone should have a trophy just for coming out, even if their kid is not very good at yeah. athletics. And it's kind of that balance. We, we fight both extremes, and we kind of react one way or the other. The uh-huh. parents who want trophies because they attend, they had to sit out there during every practice, yeah, the parents and every probably, game. The parents yeah. deserve a trophy. I deserve a trophy <laughs> and and a I've juice been, box. I've been to Delaney's uh, little league soccer game one time. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like I deserve a trophy for putting up with one little girl soccer game. Yeah, yeah. I went to a lot of them. Yeah. I want my trophy. A couple comments in the chat room. Chris Allen says the mentality behind everyone gets a trophy is a problem. I think that's kind of what we're saying, right? It's yeah. not that the trophy's not the problem. But this idea that everyone deserves something just for showing up in life. 
Right. Life doesn't always work like that. Yep. Um, Jimmy says, I love Webster definition readings on the podcast. <laughs> I think that was sarcastic. I don't think he really loves it. It, I mean, maybe I, if the people are into it, you want to read some other stuff from Webster, Josh, if the people are into it? Yeah, I'll find something. What's the definition of a maelstrom? Yeah, look up maelstrom and read it for us. By uh, the way, this uh, this Tiger Woods news is blowing up on all the sports stations. Apparently, it was at 7.30 this morning, he gets pulled over for a DUI. That's Ooh. quite a night. <laughs> yeah, or quite, quite a, a morning. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Of course it's all over the news because everyone loves to like hate on someone who's good. Well, spe- oh, Tiger Woods has not been good for a long time. And everyone hates on Tiger Woods because he's an idiot. A, yeah. a maelstrom. He's, he's it's it's well-deserved in yeah. his part. A he's maelstrom is a powerful whirlpool in the sea or river or a situation or state of confused movement or violent turmoil. Hey, that sounds like my pirate For ship. instance, the train station was a maelstrom of crowds. Mm. The Oriole lineup is a maelstrom of hitters. Confused movements. Yeah, okay. I'll help <laughs> <Got> you <it>. out. <laughs> <laughs> right? So we just lost all our listeners. Great job, everyone. Whatever, there's a dictionary podcast that does really well. Maybe I'm just going to sit here and start my own dictionary podcast. I, down- I used to listen to a long time, the dictionary podcast <laughs> word of the day. Exactly. Every day there'd be a different uh, vocabulary word. Yeah, well, we're going to start having the section 336 word of the week. Yeah. This week it's maelstrom. Next week it's woozle wuzzle. Woozle wuzzle? Oh, it's got to be real words. Oh, real words? Oh, it's a real word. Yeah. All right, Rick, get out of here. Yeah, we got to go to this and, game and watch them lose. I know. Row. Anything positive we can be excited about this week? Dylan yeah, Bundy's pitching Dylan today. Dylan Bundy's starting today. That's my only so thing we're gonna, I'm excited we're about. We're going to win today. Um, I think the interesting matchup is going to be Wednesday. Because we're going to lose tomorrow, um, but Wednesday should be an interesting. We got Gossman, who struggled, mm-hmm. versus Tanaka, who struggled for the Yankees. So that could be like a 8-10 to 10 type ball game, maybe a winnable game there. Okay. And we're going to the game Saturday too, right? Yeah. Also, uh, sure. yeah. Hey, it's Manny Machado's starting lineup figure day. For the Yankees, I, do. I play uh, draft That's the rough look for Tiger. His mug shot. Oh, yeah. He's uh, doesn't look like the tiger that's been winning, won some golf matches. No. Uh, I play DraftKings sometimes, and whenever I see CC Bathia starting, I play all the opposing hitters. Uh-huh. And I think CC Bathia sucks now, and all those guys never get a hit. Yeah, he's actually having a Why decent Sabathia season. Why is so good? Makes no sense to me either. Oh, he, I hate because he Yankees. gained weight again. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening. Make sure you buy your Night at the Yards tickets by Friday. Do it. Tickets for June 6th. Come watch the Orioles win. Uh, we're going to make the Orioles great again. Come, look, c- come watch them with us. Look for an announcement for when what day our podcast is moving to. Yeah. Our podcast will no longer be Monday. Right. Oh, no. For the summer, right? For, for at least the beginning of the summer. All right. Yeah. I'm only going to be here for another two weeks, and I'm going to Florida. You can write. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you can write us a review on iTunes. Subscribe on iTunes. Just search for Section Three Three Six. Follow us on Twitter at Section Three Three Six Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section Three Three Six. You can follow Bert at Bert Rody, and you can follow Josh at Josh Taroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys. Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.